I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I like to consider myself one hell of a sassy motherfucker with a shotgun, quick-witted lip. But if there's anyone that can give me a good run for all of my adorable, adorable banter, it's gonna be this guest today, okay? This is like an OG shotgun machine of comedy. So uh, without further ado, I'm gonna introduce this icon, this legend, and bring her into the mix, because we are gonna get down and dirty with it, everybody. My guest today is the one and only legendary Lady Bunny, tuning in from New York City. Get ready to learn all about this life. Get ready to listen to some valuable perspective. Welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree. I cannot believe it. I am joined by the great Lady Bunny. Hello. Hello, sweetie. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful. It is so good to see you and to meet as strangers online, right? Exchanging COVID. <laughs> Exchanging IP addresses. <laughs> Oh, so where are we? Uh, where are we getting you from? Are you in New York City right now? I am in New York City in my apartment where I've been for months, holed up, That's trying cool. my jokes out on very unappreciative rats and uh, mice and roaches. They're <laughs> they are a terrible, terrible audience. I love it. So very New York. They clean up after themselves. That's how you'd want it. I'm I'm actually in Toronto, and yesterday was. Canada Day. So I thought, let's kick it off and ask Bunny for her top favorite Canadian memory, Canadian experience. What comes to mind? You know, uh, someone asked me about gay pride recently, and I forgot to mention this. So over the years, uh, gay pride has become very commercialized. And sometimes, you know, less of a political march making demands and more of a balloons and confetti brought to you by Sprint and Red Bull with right. go-go dancers on it. So one of the most brilliant, I, I, I was kind of hooked up with a Canadian uh, drag troupe called the House of Venus from Vancouver. Cool. And um, so I was, I was there and I had a day off and I went to the Vancouver Pride Parade and this was so imaginative uh, that there was a, like a just a local group of nuts walking in the parade saying that they were the the local librarians they were all very dowdy drag you know men and women glasses you know short brown wigs and whatever and so it was such a nutty idea that everyone was applauding them and then they would go shh shh you know, like, <laughs> so I just thought that was like, I mean, no corporate sponsorship needed. It was, it was just a great idea. You know, I, I also have many fond memories of, uh, of shopping on Queen Street in, uh, you know, Toronto. I, I, it's been a little disappointing the last few times that I've been back because, you know, now the dress stores that would run up a few kooky, you know, uh, uh, costumes or, you know, buy a bolt of fabric and make a dress in every size. If you didn't get one, that was it. Now they've all got like fake Louis Vuitton mm -hmm. and, you know, all that stuff that you basically see everywhere from London to, you know, China. So oh, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it was, I, I, I used to love uh, 
King, Queen Street. Queen Street and King Street. I mean, both of them have gone through major gentrification recently. So yeah, a lot of those independent shops with all those cool signs and those little treasures, a lot of those have moved on out now. So well, it, it's all changing. Well, unfortunately, that's the scoop all over the world. And I think that uh, COVID is actually going to kill a lot of those mom and pop shops, which were not doing that great before, you know, the outbreak. And yeah. so that's, that's not a good thing. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'd, I'd love to know how Bunny spends her days in quarantine. Could you take us through an everyday day of, of COVID quarantine world with Bunny? Okay. Well, uh, tonight I'm going to record some stuff in the studio. Um, I've been asked to do some uh, corporate gigs and my own act is rather filthy. <laughs> and it's perfect for nightclubs and stuff, but even for some gay prides, it's like a little bit too like, you know, risque because they don't want the, the um, you know, the religious nuts to come and uh, videotape me, you know, with squirting dildos or, you know, I mean, you know, when, when that song, My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard, I had like fake boobs that squirted, you know, milk, you know. And one time I performed in um, uh, Virginia, which is the Bible Belt, which is where I'm from. So I know how things, you know, go down there. And I was doing something with, I had a dildo hanging from my crotch singing, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. And um, which would probably be tr considered transphobic uh, now, but they took a picture of, a, of like a, a guy with his little like, you know, eight year old or four, four year old, five year old girl on his shoulders. And the way they took the picture that the religious groups got a hold of, it looked like that dildo was dangling inches from that little girl's lips and I'm not that twisted so I love dirty material but I only love it for the people who want it and when I do a show I always put on the ticket thing don't buy a ticket you know if you don't like offensive material because otherwise you'll hate this and there are people who love it you know and my goal has always been to to bring the humor that drag queens laugh at amongst themselves or just regular people, you know, and bring it to the wider population. Of course, I came up in clubs, so my sense of humor is going to be a little bit more, you know, shocking. But uh, so anyway, that, so I'm going to record some stuff. Mm -hmm. I ran out to get some eyelashes because I got stuck in the rain on Gay Pride, and you know, <laughs> they were they were you know, like totally like no eye, just like oh, you yeah. know, and. and um, so um, what else? I've got to edit a video. I've got, I've got to make notes on a video that will be edited. And I'm talking to you. And you're talking to me. I'm so grateful that I get this time with you right now. You have no idea. It's just, it's, I'm sure you get this a lot. It's epic to be here, even in this little chat screen with oh, you. I right never, I never hear it enough, darling. So speaking of these disclaimers that we have to put in front of our art today, when did we get this sensitive? I mean, when did you even start having to apply those to your art and your performances? I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't apply them now. And, you know, as uh, a younger queen from Drag Race said, uh, Bunny, you can't get canceled if you stay canceled. So I'm already considered, you know, the old guard who they've given up on. Oh, you know, really? 
with the PC stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, I was even, you know, uh, I mean, back in the in the eighties and nineties, I, I I loved to make AIDS jokes. I mean, you know, my listen, my idea is this. So, in uh, a few months ago, I put this as a Facebook status. I'm sick. I'm alone. My throat hurts, and um, you know, I, 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 uh, I have the coronavirus. April Fools! It's just the herpes virus, and you know, so, so some people, most people who know me, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they were like, "Bunny, you're a mess," you know, whatever. I love you, or whatever. But there were a couple of people, you know, that 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 you know chimed in and was like, "Bunny, this is not the time." And I'm like, you know what? I live around the corner from a refrigerated truck that's been turned into a morgue, mm -hmm. um, you know, with like one of those white, uh, you know, plastic uh, things covering the ramp, the kind that they use for premieres, but this is the party that you do not want to get into because you do not get out of it. But I, I've had friends die from COVID-19. I'm close to the senior, uh, you know, age of 60. Really? Uh, well, yeah, believe it or not, and, uh, and 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 you know, I've got a pre-existing condition, so I do, you know, I, I and and you know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't have a, a maid, I don't have someone to run and deliver, you know, my groceries. So yeah, I'm dealing with this just like my next job is in October. So you don't need to come to to, to me and tell me that th this is a tragedy and that I can't cope with this tragedy, which is immense. Yeah. And, and totally up in there by making jokes about it. That's what you know. I've always done. So some people like to like this, the tragedy has made them afraid and scold people. But there's always gallows humor, just like there was in the era of AIDS when you know my friends were dropping like flies. Nobody had any answers. I was promiscuous as hell, and you know. So uh, you know, I mean, I, yes, of course we joked about it. So. Um, you know, I mean, you, you wouldn't joke about it perhaps on a big gay pride stage where there were, you know, doing it, but you know, that, that's what I say, you know, you, yeah. you I, I am trying to develop some act that's a little bit uh, cleaner, but my take on this whole thing is why do you want to cancel someone who disagrees with you? I'm an atheist. I don't want to see any president sworn in on a Bible. But that's not the battle that I pick because right. I'd rather focus on affordable health care in a global pandemic like you have in Canada. Uh, I'd, I'd rather focus on the fact that we have 10 years and neither political party in the United States is doing anything to meaningfully address climate change. They, the, the Democrats pay lip service to it right. and do nothing and then start fracking, much as Trudeau has done. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's like, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to worry about every single thing that somebody says. Why can't you just not patronize someone who you think is offensive? Why do you feel the need to cancel them? Because it almost makes you seem like a baby because you can't handle um, someone else having a different opinion. There is no one right opinion. Yeah. So, Bunny, right now we're talking over Zoom. We're on a, a, you know, streaming platform that everyone has to use to do their communications nowadays. How are you with all this tech shit that's required to be successful, to get your message out, and to make these connections today? 
you know what? It's new to me, but I, I, you know, I got a computer and just started learning it and, and, you know, years ago, and I still don't know like where to store, store documents and my desktop is always cluttered. So I'm a tech dunce and I'm, you know, seniors in technology. So, you know, I, I, I you know, but in a way it's been fun. I mean, this is fun. It's been fun to, 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 to learn and I'm actually taking a, um, a four day uh, webinar on uh, defunding the police next week. And I am, uh, have, I've applied for um, a, a John Hopkins University course where you could be trained as a contact tracer that you would do from the safety of your home. And, you know, it pays, you know, it, I, I'm sorry to disappoint anybody that thinks I'm a big star, but it pays $21 an hour. And honey, uh, you know, big stars aren't homeless. So That's right, baby. That's right. I'm excited for your educational journey you're going to be setting out on. That's inspiring to a lot of people, including me. I got to get better at this shit too. I mean, you know, I mean, look, if you're a performer and you are uh, not, I mean, you know, if you're not performing online, you're not performing. But it's not the same. I mean, it's such a different experience performing to your computer screen. You know what I mean? Like, I do burlesque. I still do a bunch of live streaming shows. It's not the same. There is nothing but the sound of me inhaling and exhaling. So how are you working with that right now? You say you've got some performances coming up. What's the difference? How are you making it magical? Okay, well, sometimes it feels tragical because you know that if you were on there doing your burlesque thing or whatever, and there was a crowd of screaming people saying, woo, 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 or take it off, take it off, and clapping and whatnot, you're going to give them more because they're there in the room with you and you feel their energy, and that's what makes performers tick. But we've got to find a way, you know, in a way it's, 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 it's the difference between being a stage actress and a film actress. And, you know, um, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know a lot about this, but so I just did a, a special um, called Contagious. I was going to get there. I okay. can't wait. It's, um, it's, you know, I sat around and, you know, for months in quarantine and just wrote a bunch of uh, COVID-19 jokes and, you know, song parodies and, you know, stuff like that. Sissy that cough instead of sissy that walk. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, short and fat and old and sickly, the girl with COVID-19 goes walking. And when she passes, she lifts her mask and goes, <coughs> So, I mean, you know, but, but, you know, the thing is you can't work, this was all new material. Right. And so you can't workshop it in mm -hmm. front of an audience. And so you just got to learn to deal with it. And you know what? I've been on the phone with friends a lot or sending them little clips as the show materialized mm -hmm. and saying, would you please give me feedback just so I could determine what should go where in the, the show in terms of, this is the showstopper, this, yeah. uh, you know, filler, you know, or whatever. But we also have to look on the good, uh, uh, on the good side of it because, honey, we miss audiences, but I'm going to tell you the truth, uh, and this isn't the good side, but uh, before I get into the good side, I will say that, um, you know, uh, Broadway was going to open in January 
2021. Now they're saying May or April. Oh my God. Other places are tearing, you know, seats out. Um, we're it, we're going into a stage in New York, and I just went to uh, to a club that wasn't open, but to just do a live thing uh, on Sunday, and they've spaced out the table so that it's at about half capacity. But I hate to be a Debbie Downer, you know, but as much as I would love to run out to work tonight and, you know, go kiss a stranger or more, you know, um, you know, uh, it's not coming back like it was for a while. And we've got to get a grip on that. And we've got to uh, really hold on, steal ourselves for the worst. And if, if something like a vaccine or a medication uh, turns up uh, sooner, we'll be pleasantly surprised. You well, know, back to normal at that point. Like I love going out and making out with strangers, rubbing up on people, getting all of our hairs all entangled. Are we going to do that even when there's a vaccine in place? I mean, so picking, picking pockets, stealing drinks. I mean, this is what we live for. You know. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, so, so one thing that I have to say is that as we do come back, mm. people are not going to have money like they did. They're not. Mm -mm. And some will, you know, some won't. But here's the good part about uh, being forced to perform online. We do not have to be in the same room or city or country to perform for our fans and so they can enjoy us we can get new fans uh in countries that we've never performed in you know they can they can check us out and, if, and you know sometimes that means getting a publicist to really help get the word out there and uh you know so we you know so we can you know I, you know, I created like a 30, 35 minute, you know, comedy special that no, it's, 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 it's not the dirtiest thing I've ever done, but it's dirt, too dirty to go on a network and they're not going to bother to clear, you know, all the music because that's one of the most expensive things. So I created a comedy special. Now, at you know, maybe Margaret Cho can go to, to Netflix and say, give me a comedy special, and they will, because she's better known than me, and because she uh, is mainly talking, so there's no music clearance. Mm -hmm. But I created a comedy special, and it doesn't have the distribution of Netflix or, you know, whatever, but it's still out there. And if I get the, and you know, it actually sold well. Honey, and, I saw your Vogue article. Like I've seen yeah. it. You're getting talked about. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to do another one and, you know, just, just keep, you know, keep doing it. Yeah. You know, as, as, as the, as the, um, you know, and, and honey, it was touch and go because at that point, no stores were open. So I was sitting having lights and stuff delivered. I was having, you know, backdrops ordered. I was doing mail order costumes and wigs thinking, is this going to arrive before the shoot? But, you know, listen, it, 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 is it te technologically perfect? Would it, would it, you know, no, of course it's not. But for 10 bucks, you know, if everyone's sitting there bored, you know, why not? So, I mean, we got to be creative. We got to think, well, you know, what holidays are coming up? Could, yeah. we, could we do a theme? Um, the same thing we used to do in clubs. You know, I even saw one thing, which um, I didn't fully understand, but you can do a Zoom 
thing and have your audience on a big screen so you see them all in the little squares and if you got somebody who does who can who can do the tech yeah you know uh you know say oh you know lady bunny just said you know that 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 you know she has covid this is making you making her feel worse then you can respond to lady bunny and everyone else even though they're not in the same room with them can know that i'm watching and i and i said that there's what we're getting more sophisticated in making those connections with our audience even through tech i'm hopeful for that i want it to be a little more accessible because i don't know all that coding and bullshit or whatever it is that requires it you know but i i'm trying to embrace that we have to do this online right now but it's very hard well but you know there's a lot of people that want to do things safely um i mean i'll tell you i was never a porn person i uh i i um you know and i'm not talking about doing it i'm talking about watching it you know i always said it puts me in the mood for the real thing yeah a lot of people are very 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 into porn and nowadays i've been more likely to watch porn because i i i feel like you know it's kind of like you know i'm not really going to be having sex with strangers that i meet hey bunny what are you watching tell me right now what kind of porn are you watching <laughs> I'm not petite, so I'd be lying if I said I didn't like big cocks, okay? I like big cocks. I cannot lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of them available online right now as well. So I'm sure there's a large tasting menu to go right through. Yes, and I'm licking my computer screen daily. <laughs> it's a daily practice and it should be i think masturbation is part of getting through this i'm serious people yeah. need to be touching themselves because we're missing that in our life right now so people if you're if you're upping your masturbation or even just your your exposure to things like porn right now that's okay i think that's absolutely fine and it's essential yes yes you go overboard with it yes you can you make yourself wrong Right. I'm sorry. That was my phone. Trying Not to at all, Bunny. Don't worry, baby. Okay. Well, no, we've also got to get out and exercise and, and see the sunshine, which improves our mood and gives us vitamin D. There's ways to go out safely for a walk. We don't need to sequester at home. And, you know, um, you know, a, a, a lot of people, you know, since this, since, I, as I mentioned, the pandemic has been uh, politicized to those who you know, I was talking to a friend of mine from Italy. He said that the only way that, you know, some of these countries kept it under control is to test everybody. Mm -hmm. The ones who have it get strict quarantine until, they, until they're over it. So now neither, the, neither Trump, you know, or the local Republicans or the local Democrats have done that because they want to see businesses open and they don't want to be unpopular by forcing people to, you know, cook their food for every meal. So, you know, I mean, we've, 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 we've got to, you know, we, we, it's, 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 but at the same time, so the Trump people sometimes, because he doesn't wear a mask, no, wear no mask proudly and see it as, you know, um, impinging on their freedoms. These are the same people who frown on big government 
-hmm. They don't want to pay more taxes, even if it would make their health care affordable. They don't want to pay higher taxes, even if they could have affordable, you know, college education and not have a quarter of, uh, you know, of people who have student debt, they take it to their grave. Yeah. So, so this is not this is not you know helping you know our, our political situation when you know it's hard to get it's that hard to get a an education. But you know at the same time, I see a lot of Democrats scolding people who don't uh, you know wear masks and stuff. And you know, babe, if I see somebody on the street that's not got a mask on, what do I do? I cross the street. That's it. Or, 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 you know, make sure that my mask is on, you know, I mean, I saw someone post a picture of four kids in the park sitting in a circle and they posted, look at these assholes. I'm like, you don't know those brats. I've seen that too. I've seen people grabbing photos of hikers, joggers, whatever it may be, a lot in the uh, Runyon Canyon in California being like, look at this idiot making videos of them saying, look at this idiot, you're an asshole. And it's, but, it's getting out of hand. It is getting out of hand because how do you know that those kids don't already live together and have everything? And Thank when they get up from that circle they're sitting in in the park, mm -hmm. put their masks on and respectfully walk home. I saw a black guy eating in a park, you know, with his hands eating like a sandwich, and then he started licking his fingers, and I thought, ooh, kinky. And um, you know, uh, it, it was like, what am I supposed to yell at him? Um, You're not supposed to do that. I mean, he's homeless. He doesn't have a mask on because he can't afford one. If he, if I posted a picture and said, look at this asshole, I would be the asshole. Yeah. So if we did not move to the cities to have everything perfect and, you know, by the letter in a snotty little white picket fence area. We moved here to be around all kinds of people from crazy street people to people of all ethnicities to people you know who who you know have found you know don't, don't pay any attention to the news or who don't speak english so mm -hmm. no everyone is not going to be down with the latest thing that they're saying about masks because they said at first you do need them then you don't need them then you need the special n95 one then don't use those because the nurses and doctors have a shortage they of them. Need them that's right you can make your own then no no not unless you put some pantyhose in the middle of it and in england <laughs> they're not filter in it right so in england they're not even saying to wear the masks and you know so it's it's i i I don't, I know that people are scared and I'm very lucky that I'm the only one in my family who is not anal retentive, you know, because it's like, if you're a control freak, imagine, imagine everything being up in the air from your business to your future to, I mean, you know, and your own health as well, right? Like, I would imagine a lot of those control freak people are just spontaneously combusting right now. You know, like it's it's a lot. They are, they are, they are, and 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 in their defense, because as many of my friends, yeah, uh, you know, when they say, "Look at this asshole," what th their goal is good. Their goal is to bring down the spread of and 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 to flatten, you know, COVID nineteen. But I just feel like. You know, I've always been on the streets of New York. You know, you know, it, it's my job to protect myself. If someone that weighs, you know, 90 pounds and has the syringe in each eyeball and they're nodding out is trying to fuck me, uh, it's my responsibility to say, put on a condom That's or it. 
Right. Wrap that up, honey. Yeah. So it's like we do have a personal responsibility. We cannot control others. And that's me coming from a blue state, you know, not one of the ones where they were literally refusing. So funny, I would love to get your thoughts on what young queer America needs to know about their history. And we can make it as specific as drag queens in particular. We've seen a huge boom in popularity, acceptance, all kinds of love, you know, yes, because of shows like RuPaul's Drag Race, but more and more of this is now out in the public. It's fabulous, it's wonderful. What did they need to know about their history? Because you've lived a lot of it. Goodbye. <laughs> well, um, you know, I see this in two different ways because I was never involved in issues. I was a drunk, I was a slut, and you know, that was for decades in my, my, in my 20s and 30s, and some 40s, some too. So, so um, you know, I was one of those that didn't know all of my history, but uh, you know, for example, you know, Larry Kramer just died, and his name probably means nothing to anyone, but he was, you know, he started ACT UP, which was, you know, when the AIDS crisis was beginning and, and our friends were dropping like flies. Uh, he did not, you know, he did not uh, pull any punches. Uh, you know, he was going after the Catholic Church if they said that, um, that condoms don't stop the transmission of AIDS. He was having die-ins in front of the Catholic Church, you know, and uh, when some people thought it was disrespectful to do anything against the church, you know, whatever. If they're lying and saying that condoms don't, you know, stop the transmission, they're fucking lying. You're worshiping someone who's lying to you and who doesn't care about your life, you know. So, um, you know, he would take on the drug companies he would take on the politicians, Democrat and Republican, and he would, um, he would fight. And now gays are, feel like they have a, a seat at, at the table, you know, like our bigger organizations like HRC and GLAD, they have a seat at the table so they don't want to ruffle feathers and they are uh, you know, endorsing candidates like Joe Biden, who are funded by Big Pharma and the insurance company. Look at every gay mag. Every ad is is for prep. So they're not challenging, you know, the, the, the major voices that, that LGBT people are hearing are not, um, you know, uh, you know, challenging a lot. You know, they're 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 guarding their seat at the table. And um, I mean, you know, I have a different perspective on prep because I I you know, like I say, was really the slut of all time and a blackout drunk. So I don't even know what went on most of the time. But I know that I used condoms and didn't you know have prep back then and somehow managed to escape you know without. HIV. So, um, you know, and now you tell me that there's a, a $2,000 a month pill that mm -hmm. doesn't stop herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and they're becoming super gonorrhea and hinting that these pills may cause long-term liver damage. So, you know, it's important to know that at one point, gay people fought the establishment. Now they do not. They are part of the establishment. But well, here's what, so you, I once interviewed Larry Kramer, and he asked me if I read his first book, which is called Faggots. Mm -hmm. It was a kind of an expose on the 
the trophy boys, the drug use, and everything that went on on Fire Island with rich men and younger gays. And it was a very decadent picture. And Larry wasn't trying to be evil. He was coming from a place where he thought that gay people, you know, as he said, are, are better people. Are, are are great people, and uh, and 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 so this was th th this felt empty to him. And he asked me when I interviewed him, had I read Faggots? And I was like, no, because I didn't know my own history. But so so I'm I'm guilty of that myself. So I can't be too you know down on young people who don't know their history. Now, if they are unwilling to learn their history, you know, if they don't know about it because they're, they've got a, a earful of Ariana Grande now or, or whatever, and they, why should they know Judy Garland just because some ancient queen thinks that they should? You know, I'm actually one of the only ones that didn't like Judy Garland that much. Oh, really? They gay, oh, they took away my gay card decades ago because I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, she's so vulnerable. I'm like, vulnerable? Like if I get up on stage and I'm vulnerable, they'll boo. Why do you like what about Liza then? Well, I I love to hate Liza. Um, I, I so so I do in a sense worship Liza, but yeah. she is twisted. <laughs> she, she is twisted. She's she slippery that I, I did not see, but she sang. That's the show where she's saying, and I think they cut it from the the DVD version or whatever, uh, where she's saying, let's get it crunked up on the floor in this dancery. I think if that was in Sex in the City 2 movie. And then I also heard, I also heard that Liza in her live show, uh, she, so her mother said that never sing my songs. Oh, really? Judy told her, never sing my songs. Well, Liza didn't, didn't obey her mother. And so she was she was doing in this show, I think it was at the Beacon Theater, uh, like one of her last big solo shows. She said, um, uh, birds fly over the rainbow. Why, oh, why can't mama curtain? <gasps> That is so twisted and wrong. It's oh, come through dramatics. I know, but you're still on your mama's song. And then milk it. I mean, wait, hey, if you're going to do it, milk it. But no, Liza is, is <laughs> I, I, I love Liza, but she is a nut job. I mean, she, she's, she's nuts. I would she's still love to smoke a pack of cigarettes with her somewhere out on a, a New York patio someplace. That would be a dream. I would do it and I would do the whole pack. Well, she, she, I've met her a few times. She is genuinely sweet. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I'm happy to hear that. You are also genuinely sweet. Here's one thing that young people are getting right yeah. about their history. Um, because uh, of the focus on Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, who were two trans women of color, some Sylvia's called herself a drag queen. I don't think Marsha was claim transgender was not in use at that point so mm. whether they were drag or non-binary or whatever they they a lot of the younger kids are aware that it was from the efforts of trans people of color and also street people you know hustlers people that didn't have you know a respectable job to, to that they would be scandalized and, and fired from 
shoot, stop calling um, uh, um, you know, scandalized, you know, if they were caught in a riot. So these were the people who were out on the streets daily getting harassed by the police. And this actually on the, the day that Judy Garland died, so they were already in a tizzy, you know, about that, um, you know, that, that they'd had enough. And so they were the ones that started this. And now we're seeing a lot more emphasis on um, honoring their role by mm. the gay movement speaking out on behalf of uh, trans women and especially the violence against trans women of color. So you, you, you're never, you, I'm from the South where, where they say you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. So, you know, Sometimes, you know, I, I think on Drag Race, one time RuPaul asked the 20-something-year-old the competitors, you know, you know, if they knew who Diana Ross was. Well, Ru and I both love Diana Ross. And, you know, some of them knew who she was, but they couldn't really name one of her songs. And we're just like, oh. I'm heartbreaking. It really is, because I don't think we can even replicate the, the, the incredible, excitable music that was coming out in those eras. I mean, it's just... It's, there's something very special about those icons and the OG icons and the fucking power that they had. I just spent the whole morning listening to Bee Gees. You know, you can't, you can't get those harmonies ever again. Not that first take that we did when they first launched. I'm talking like I was there, you know, clearly I was. Well, you know, I, I had an MRI done. They said, what would you like to hear? It's going to take about 20, music, 20 minutes. They had headphones. And so I said, well, what do you got on? They said, the Beatles. Those songs are two minutes long. And I, I you know, I, I grew up with the Beatles and I, I, I did love the Beatles music. It's great music. But sitting there listening to that, these two minute songs, they would put like an extra harmony on the later choruses they would have a guitar like do its thing i mean the musicality now we've got like the hits are being made by six writers yes. and you know one guy on a laptop and i mean right. we're you know the days of listening to you know earth wind and fire where it's like black brothers each playing an instrument knowing that what's his name is gonna hang tight a little bit on the before the bridge and so you know do a, a drum fill that you know matches that i mean you know i mean but that's 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 live music which is totally lost you and know. you know what it's going to keep evolving we can't really stop it we're just going to have to ride it out as we go and enjoy it when it does have those swells of intensity and pleasure come through so one of my favorite places to go to in my mind one of these fantasy islands i like to visit is the apartment that you and rue shared in atlanta can you tell us what each of you were like as roommates? Um, I can tell you that we both got evicted at the same time when we were living at different apartments and we're pretty much going out to clubs and staying with on whosoever couch would take us home. Um, you know, I mean, we were artsy, fartsy, young, broke, you know, 20 something year old bums. And, um, you know, uh, I mean, you know, we may, may, maybe, may, you know, may, maybe we dressed better, you know, but we, we, we knew the, I mean, we, we were, we were one step away from street people. And this is why I always think it's so outrageous 
when people call Rue transphobic because of, of, of drag race, because we knew the trans people, we loved the trans people. Uh, one of them, we desperately tried for years to get her boyfriend away from her, but we do them by name. I mean, if Rue is transphobic, that's something that developed later on in his life. And if you were watching a reality game show um, to find out, you know, what should and should be done and what should you, uh, honey, you, you're, you're, I'm sorry, that's kind of silly in my opinion, because reality, you know, TV is really not what you should be judging much by, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a bit strange. So, um, you know, we were crazy. We took acid. We shopped in thrift stores. We once got jobs as extras in a dreadful movie called Tank. <laughs> um, uh, what is Shirley Partridge's name? Um, uh, oh God, this, my, I can't even remember my own ancient references, but it was, um, oh fuck, who was the other, J James Garner, that hunk. And Ooh, we would, that hunk. And we would check in and we would take our uh, lunch money and leave and go to, to, to go thrift shopping for something to wear to the club that night. And I mean, we were so pitiful that we would wear wigs and stuff that, 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 that we you know got at the thrift store that was and you know they don't they don't sell long silky wigs they sell short gray frosted wigs of somebody's grandmother who just died it, so, i didn't know they sold wigs at the thrift store well in atlanta in the 80s they did so <laughs> I mean, you know i mean we we were we were a mess you know and uh and and we went out every night and we were drunk every night and and you know if we could afford it and um one of Rue's favorite stories is that uh i came home one night and there was a burglar in the apartment and instead of calling the police i slept with him now it's not it's not exactly true, but it makes a good story. He'd actually been there the night before with Rue and me, and we were too dumb to lock our doors because we didn't have anything of value. And he had just come back on his own wanting some more. So, so that's when the, the bang and go happened, was after you rediscovered him <laughs> in the house? Well, it would not be out of character if we were so drunk the night before that we didn't exactly remember. But all, all I knew is that he was there and I wanted it. So. Outstanding. Bunny, it's been so, so wonderful getting this time with you. Now, I'm uh, this podcast that we're recording right now, this is going to be a part of a brand new series that I'm doing, setting out solo on my own. It doesn't have a name yet. You've spent the last, what, 42 minutes chit-chatting here with me? What would you call this thing? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm terrible with this kind of Yeah, question. right. Yeah, right. You'll think of, a, you'll think of one that, that's better. I mean, I, I only know one facet of you. I know that you have many. Oh, we're going to meet in the flesh. We're going to do it. Just, uh, can I get a little, uh, maybe a pep talk word of wisdom on setting out and doing a series on my own? Something uh, to motivate me. Something I can keep on a little loop and replay for myself. Well, you're, you have a delightful, effervescent personality. You're lovely. You did your homework. You had questions so that there was never a lag. You would really not even need to edit this much. 
um, you know, if you didn't want to. So the flow of the conversation and your gift of gab, I'm sure that that I'm probably as a ham bone, I'm probably complimenting myself in a weird way because I probably didn't let you get too much to say. And I'm talking about, oh, what a great flow of conversation. Yeah, because you just let me run my mouth. I'm a good Canadian, Bunny, okay? I'm not going to step in too much here. You're a Canadian when you want to be. That's right. And that's the benefit of being a dual citizen, honey. It's the best. <laughs> honey, I, I, I know, I know the, the, the health care up there is a hell of a lot better here. It I mean, really is. There. It yeah. is. And we're grateful for that. But Bunny, I'm so grateful to have had this chat with you today. Thank you so very much. Where can people connect with you online? Uh, I am on Instagram at official underscore lady underscore bunny. Um, which is probably less political posts. I'm at LadyBunny77 on Twitter, which is more political posts and dirty stuff because they won't let you put that on Facebook or Instagram. And, uh, you know, if you want to giggle, uh, check out Contagious. It's available for 10 bucks, 30 minutes on Voss, V-O-S-S events, VossEvents.com. It launched June 5th and it's done really well. So, some it's it's some people like it oh bunny fantastic thank you thank you i adore you i love you and i will get you a copy of this all right i hope so i've enjoyed yeah. it good yeah. luck with your podcast am i going to be the debut you are you're the big initial reveal i can't wait it'll get canceled <laughs> oh, shut it <laughs> <laughs>